killing a perfectly healthy tree and bringing it bringing it into the house to adorn it with lights and trinkets is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. Along with the rabbit crapping out colored eggs on Easter? Seriously. We all know that stuff has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. Because if you really analyze Christmas and Easter, you come to find out that there's a lot of paganism involved in there. Back in the day, there were plenty of false religions with false gods like Baal and Moloch. And these pagan religions had a lot of bogus customs along with it that the supposed Christian church of the day adopted in order to make the transition simpler for people that they wanted to recruit to join their church and to naturally pay their dues. Were they tax deductible back then, I wonder? But that's why I always said, I think the best thing we can do is divorce Jesus altogether from Christmas and Easter. Because I must say, we can still spread a whole bunch of happiness, especially when you're a kid on those days. Well, to help me reminisce about those loving times and days, those fun-loving family occurrences, is my friend Bill, who's been here a couple times before. How you doing, William? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having me. All right. Any comments on what I just said so far? Yeah, I disagree with most of what you just said. Oh, as usual. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you know what holiday is the biggest holiday in the Christian um, I don't know, and honestly... You got two to choose from, Bob, don't really Robert. Care. Well, it's either Christmas or Easter. I don't know. I guess it's Easter attendance, maybe? I don't know. I expected you to notice, but it is Easter. Okay. The resurrection of our Lord. Okay. But you're not telling me the only time we can think of the resurrection of our Lord is that one day out of the year, do, are you? No. No, absolutely. You think about it as much as you wish. Um I don't know where most of America resides on that issue today. Obviously, less people are going to church. Um, I don't know if there's less people believing in Christ itself or the holidays that, that are granted us because of his birth and death. Um, I truly don't know. Well, if there are good intentions on having these days and celebrating the birth and then the death, and then the resurrection. I'm, I'm all for that. But I just wonder sometimes, these organized religions, do they look at it as just another, or just as the big paydays, where more people come, more people contribute, and when you don't come, you feel guilty, so you give more into the donation basket. You know, now that's funny. I remember sitting on church. I don't think it's very funny. Uh, no, I, yeah, but I think it's funny, because I remember sitting in a pew at church on Christmas and Easter and it's like standing room only. I said, oh, my God. Not anymore, though. Congregation's going to appreciate this with all the, the funds they're getting, with all the uh, contributions made, you know, by all of us. Now, let's be honest. Most of the time you went to church as a kid. Yes. You started to daydream and look at the good-looking girls in church and try to maybe meet them or say, peace be with you, you know, that peace be with you part. And weren't you that type of guy? No, believe it or not. Uh, All right, we I need were, I need a I need a lie detector test. Board yeah, guy, do you have anything in the back room? Go ahead. Why you? 
Well, I mean, I went to church and I just didn't, you know, it wasn't about looking at. You never looked at little pretty girls when you were in uh, sixth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade? I got to see them in Sunday school and catechetical classes. Why won't you admit that you looked around for pretty girls? It's only natural. You know what I did in church? I thought about how could they make it more interesting to the younger teenagers, to the younger kids. Well, that's legitimate. That's a legitimate concern there. And I came up with a reason. And I came, I came up with a way that would really change things. Oh, boy. How about Are we that? ready for this, everybody? Here you Board go. guy, hold on to your chair back there. You have, you have communion. Now we have communion every, every Sunday. And I always thought, you know, how cool would it be, like, after the service, you go downstairs, socialize, have a couple cold beers, you know? Wait a minute. Don't they normally have breakfast or some kind of donuts or uh, they don't. fellowship they... after the service? No, no. Well, not... in, in some churches, I know they do. Every After every Sunday service, which should be Saturday, but after every service, they have a get-together downstairs if you want to attend. Yeah, and I think that's only a handful full. I don't think it's the norm anymore. So you never had that? No, we never had it. Well, you never can come over it. to my house and have uh, coffee and tea and eggs and bacon. After service. But then I'd have to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Easter. Um, now, you told me that you love Easter hymns even more than Christmas songs. Explain. I do. I, I don't know why. They just really struck a chord with me very early on. Uh, like uh, maybe some of you know, some of you don't. I come from a family of eight kids, and my dad always made sure we went to Sunday school and church. Uh, and for whatever reason, the Easter hymn really, it just motivated. I mean, it just made you feel good. You know what I mean? Because it had a, a, a touch of celebration and triumphantness going on. It, it was... It, Perhaps, it, it, but are you thinking about that at 15, 16 years no, old? No, but it was the ty- it was that type of song, like, yes, like Queen. Yes, yep. We are the champions, my friends. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. And Jesus is our champion, my friends. And it was celebrated that way through song. I what, agree. Is this a Superman theme? What is this? Is this Christ is risen? Is this Christ is risen? I was going to ask for that one. Look at that. He's on top of it already. Now, as a young kid, Bill, I have William here with me today, one of my buddies. He's been here, I think, twice before, or is it three? Two or three times. Okay. But as a young kid, one of your highlights was to wake up Easter morning and find a big basket of candy and such. Absolutely. And you remember that like it was yesterday. You really look forward to that. Like it was yesterday. What was so great? Was it just candy or what? Oh, man. Cassettes? Tapes? Hoagies? We never got gifts. It was always candy. Eggs, which we colored the previous night, were all hidden. Uh, We'd have an egg hunt. Um, I think the big thing for us was we had eight kids, and my mom had eight different baskets. Some of them relatively small. Some of them were big. So as you got older, obviously you wanted the big basket because you get more candy. But uh, uh, it, it was a good time. It really was. We made a art out of coloring eggs. We'd be around that table probably three, four hours uh, 
that Saturday night before Easter. I wish everybody would be in here, the listeners, to see your face when I mentioned Easter morning baskets. Your eyes lit up. Your face lit up. It reminded me of uh, that movie Santa Claus with Tim Allen when <laughs> when, when the one guy, his, I guess the uh, new boyfriend or husband of his ex-wife, uh, realized that he was actually Santa, and he looked at Santa Claus, Tim Allen, and said, Santa... Like this grown man reverted to back to being a little boy. That that's you, Bill. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it brings back some very fond memories. You know, it's a good times for a family. Now, one year, you told me your parents forgot to put the baskets together for all the kids due due to a late party the night before, and you were devastated. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, it was. The baskets were not ready for us. Eggs were not. This hit. wasn't last year, was it? Uh, two years ago. But no. how old were you? I was probably 11 years old. Okay. So I had six younger siblings. Um, but we had relatives in from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And when they got together, my dad and my mom really got together with these folks. And they stayed up and they reminisced. And I think there were a couple alcoholic beverages drunk. Um, and they, uh, they went to bed without ever doing the baskets. But after Sunday school that day, they put them, they put them together and gave them to you then. Well, yeah, we were all devastated when we came down the steps and there were no eggs, no candy. and we're, Yeah, what the but so, so when you did see them after church or Sunday school, it just quite wasn't the same because you had so much disappointment initially. Uh, well, I, you know, once you get candy, you get candy, so you're happy again, but... Uh, it was different, but like you say, when we went to Sunday school, we came home, everything was done. Is that and all it takes for you to be happy for me to give you a little candy bar? Uh, <laughs> probably. It gets me on my way. I should try that with the board guy. Switch the radio stations in your dad's car and see what happens. He'll have a conniption. Switch the water in your goldfish bowl with grain alcohol and see what happens. They'll die. This is what we're doing to our little children. Instead of feeding them with godly guidance, we are force-feeding them Satan's poison. Exposing little kids in school to sexual perversions along with genetic bending is unconscionable. It's like referring to your toaster as madam or your garden hose as sir. When does this madness stop? Leave our kids alone. Parents need to step up and defend and protect their children. Tell the powers that be to shut up and show them what a real man and a real woman can do against degenerates. Just like a screw and a nut, they're different. Both have a name, a specific function, and designed to work together. Leave it alone. Did that make sense? Hey, we're taking no calls on this Easter day. Although I do have uh, my friend Bill with us, it it would be nice to have calls, huh? So like they could like so them. they could rip into you a little bit, maybe. I don't think they'd rip into me, but I'm I'm always uh, willing to talk to people. Now, another highlight of the Easter festivities for you and your family was that Easter egg hunt. I think you mentioned it. Um, did you ever win? I mean, was there a prize if you got the most eggs? No, we never got awarded anything, but we we always wanted more eggs in our basket than my brother or my sister, you know, just a, a matter of getting more eggs. But it was fun. It was a fun family it, occasion. It was fun. Yep. Because we had small kids. Most of them were small, you know. I was 10, 11. Um, so they were all five and six. So it's big for younger children. And and that's what, that's what I mean, as I talked about at the beginning of the show. I still say we should just divorce God from Christmas and Easter because of all the commercialization 
and, but still have them because there was so much fun. I mean, some of my best memories were over Christmas, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know why that would be a good thing to erase it all and stop it. Well, I think the thing that makes a point with me is, number one, Christmas is the birth of Christ. Easter is yeah, but how many the times death did, of Christ. But how many times did you think of that as a little kid growing up? As you know, at some point, I think you reflect differently. And I don't know what that age was. Right. But uh, I certainly think differently about it today than I did yeah. when I was in a hurry to see what I got for Christmas. And some don't, sadly. No. You also had a big Easter dinner with many of the relatives. Uh, always, a, always a crazy scene in my house. Barely yeah. squeezing them in there? We'd move furniture out of the living room to put tables up so everybody could fit our average um easter dinner was probably 23 24 deep um so yeah it, it was always crazy. and it's a it's a family bonding situation for your immediate family and all your relatives absolutely it absolutely. is beautiful it really is yep and it it stayed with us I even mean, though easter's pegging and with the rabbits and all <laughs> <laughs> but still, uh, I'm try- I think I made my point. Now, before dinner on Easter, did you pray and give thanks? Absolutely. You, seriously, pray. who did that? Uh, normally my dad. And then as we got older, uh, me being the oldest male, I got the duties. Then my younger brother got the duties. My parents would allow us to, you know, do you want to say grace today? And if you did, you did. Now, if did you, you did, say you grace over regular meals throughout the week? No. Yeah, we no. should do that more often. Just a few things. Even that, bless us, O Lord, for these I gives, which we are about to receive from thy, from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Just little things of appreciation, because a lot of people are starving all over the world and dying. Absolutely. But here's the funny thing, right? My oldest son, with his family, every day they sit down for supper, 4, 30, 5 o'clock, they say, they say grace. They hold hands and they actually say a prayer. That is beautiful. Every time they eat. Every time. Three days. Three day, Three times. Every day. Every no. Not not. You know. Breakfast. Okay, but dinner. The kids are in for the. You and know, they hold hands and do that. They hold hands and Kyle, my oldest son, will say grace. Yep. That's beautiful. I, I, I I'm shocked. I'm I'm in it with them, but you know. And they got that from you and your yeah. parents. Yep. Yep. Uh, see, we all should do that more, including myself. Now, here's something. I never knew about the Easter festivities. You told me that every Easter, your parents gave the kids dyed-colored li- living chicks, which was, what, what was that all about? Uh, uh, you know, it's like, little Little chickadees. Yeah, little little chickens. And they were they colored. Were they were pink. I never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. We had them in our neck of the woods in Phillipsburg back in the 70s. Uh, they outlawed them. Sometime in the 70s, but we probably had them three or four years. You get them real small and they dye them, so they're all, you know, I remember blue ones, pink ones, uh, green ones. Uh, and we would actually keep them in our garage, keep them in the house for a week or two. Then it got too big, we had to put them in the garage. And, and how long did you keep them? Uh, we probably kept them for somewhere around a month, and then we ship them up to a farm that uh, we had friends living on. Okay, you didn't flush them down the toilet or anything. No, no. Like little kids of, might. Well, thinking about it now, you probably should have kept them another week and then, you know, uh, had them for dinner, you know. <laughs> but uh, Now, we couldn't do this show live today because you got a phone call from a certain little person requesting you. What happened there? 
yeah, me and my wife will be heading down to North Carolina. Uh, my son and his family are down there. And I have a four-year-old granddaughter to go along with a nine-month-old grandson. And I got a FaceTime from my granddaughter. I said, Pop, are you coming down to color Easter eggs with me? And my heart melt. I said, I'll be there. Come hell or high water, I'll be there. Which was probably the last thing you wanted to do. But yet, <laughs> since she asked you. I'm going. I'll be there. Yes. Family love and bonds. It's uh, and you think and you think your grandchild will ever forget you making a special trip on this day for her? I think she'll remember us coloring eggs. I don't know if she's going to. How old is she? Four years old. She'll remember that. She can remember that. Well, from three years old, she remembers coloring eggs. Right. So that uh, and she'll remember that Pop Pop made a special trip. Absolutely. For me, he was always here to help me color eggs. Yep. <laughs> Man. You want to name your little grandchildren in case you guys are going to be listening Sunday morning? Um, yeah, that will be Mackenzie I'm going down to visit and color eggs with. And her brother is Jaden. So we will be down in North Carolina uh, five days, I think. Okay, and on Sunday morning, you could actually listen to the show. Uh, maybe you should say hi to yourself. Give yourself a shout-out. This is Bill coming at you live this morning on the radio. Hi, Bill. Hi, myself. I'm uh, I'm going to try my best to listen to this down there and tune it in, let the kids hear what goes well, on. Well, to you and everybody else, you know you can listen to live shows of Don't Bring Up God by simply searching WAB Listen Live. You don't even need the app. Oh, it's okay. it's WAB, just punch it in, WAB Listen Live, and then a couple things will come up, and then you'll see WAB Listen Live. They'll take you to the site and press the listen button. Oh, cool. You can listen to me 24-7. I'll be in your back pocket wherever you go, Bill. God forbid. Come on, Lord. Be with me. But I want you to remember that. Search W-A-E-B Listen Live. I will. You're not going to forget, are you? Well, what I'm going to do is probably Saturday night while we're coloring eggs, I'm going to call you and ask you for those directions on how to listen. Well, if yeah, call me if you if you need it. But it's very simple. You shouldn't need my help. Well, I'll try to figure it out myself first. Come on now, <laughs> you search W A E B Listen Live. Okay, and then I got it. then you know things come up, and you just poke one of the one of the listings there that says W A E B Listen Live. I think it's like the third or fourth one down. Just press it, and then the live button will pop up, and you'll get it. You'll get it. But if you if you can't. Feel free to buzz me. Oh, I will. And I hopefully, you know, if it's that early in the morning, I'll be getting you up and out of bed. No, I'll be up. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but yes, I am God of this world. I call the shots to give everybody instant satisfaction and pleasure. Never mind how temporary it may be. I would like to give out an award today, an Oscar, if you will, a Beelzebub for best liar with a straight face, destroying others while building up yourself, having delusions of godhood, destroying the United States and for pretending to lead with a clear, defective brain. The nominees are Dr. Grouchy, Bill Hates, Klaus 
Slob, George Moros, and Joe Hayden. And the winner is... There must be some mistake. It says all of the above. This decision cannot stand. If nobody wants this Beowls Above award, then I'll accept it. Since I motivate all wicked evildoers to do what they do. I'd like to thank the Academy, my demons and fallen angels. I'd like to thank my... This is Go Don't Bring Up God. Tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go and tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go and tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. If it takes an Easter celebration of mass quantity and volume to get you to think of Jesus, then by all means, broadcast it like that beautiful song says. From the board guy. What's the word? Uh, uh, by the board guy. What, what's, what, what am I looking for? Ah, all right, I'll let it go. Don't want to waste time on that. So I'm with uh, Bill. This is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday on WAEB 790 AM from 8 to 9. No calls today. Sorry, gang. As I said, I'm with William. And I got to tell you, Bill, you're so darn calm. You know, show a little bit of nerves like everybody else that comes here as a guest. <laughs> you're just walking around and then and, and shooting the you-know-what. You're so calm. I'm sorry. Makes me wired. <laughs> Your calmness your really wiredness, irritates me. Your wiredness is enough for both of us. So All gotta, right. I got to bring something along. Were you that? In, were, you, were you always that way? So calm and personable, like you are? No, I don't know. I th- I think I was always quiet and. Uh... Some thoughts stuck up in my earlier days, but that wasn't the case at all. I was shy. All right, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. We talked about Easter and Bill's festivities over the years. Let's um, let's switch it. Let me ask you, Bill, what's your favorite animal? My favorite animal would be a deer. Favorite bird? Uh, uh, oh, my God. Bear with me. No, peacock. Fish. Trout. And your favorite human, would that be me? Uh, you're <laughs> real close to the bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, we're both in our 60s and have a little bit more time to gaze on things that went noticed, went unnoticed before. Like, more closely looking at squirrels and rabbits and especially little little birdies. Do you find yourself doing that? Uh, it's funny you mention that. I never thought about it but yes i i was looking out my front window three days ago and i called my wife said look at this and we had like 60 robins in the front yard when would be the last time i ever stopped anything to look at robins? exactly especially when you were 18 or 23 yeah i had more important things to do it's a shame though isn't it i mean this beautiful nature and miracles of life are all around us and we don't we don't we don't even take notice until we're 65 yeah, to, to some extent, you know, unfortunately, our lives are so crazy and chaotic that 
Ah, no excuses. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Now, all these creatures of the world, including us human beings, that God has made are miraculous little miracles. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, these little birds, the colors and the balance of these colors, just everything about them is so perfectly synchronized like a Rolex watch. They are little miracles, and we're big miracles. Yes, we are. And I always thought about that. Funny you bring that up, because here's the question that haunts the heck out of me. Why am I me? Why aren't I... Because the board guy wouldn't take you. Why wouldn't... Why aren't I... Trump, why aren't I Magic Johnson? Why am I You expect me, me to answer that in the last half hour uh, that we have? Yes. Why am I Bill Daly? Because you're special as Bill Daly, and God has his reasons. That's a cop-out, but okay. <laughs> well, that's the best I got for the moment. <laughs> but the, the miraculousness of our bodies, like our brain, the heart, the lungs, functioning day in and day out. How are, how are your brain, heart, and lungs? Okay? Everything? Are you healthy? Uh, right now, yeah. I, I've been sick most of the winter, but right now I'm healthy and uh, just waiting for the next, you know, whatever it is, next bout of whatever uh, lays in store for me. Now, I know you broke your pelvis not long ago, and we're going to get to that in a few seconds. <laughs> But I'm so amazed on how our body operates and fights off diseases, viruses, bacteria, and the way the body heals itself. Not in all situations, but in many. Almost like a salamander that grows back his tail. Did you know they can grow back just about anything on their body, their arms, their legs? I did know that of the salamander, yes. I mean, uh, it's amazing. Isn't, isn't it? I'd like to see our scientists explain that one yeah, and, and repu- replicate it in any way. Yeah, I agree. That, those are little miracles. Would you like to grow back your 20-year-old muscles, if you could, like a uh, salamander? No, I don't need them anymore. <laughs> well, your wife might disagree. Perhaps, but uh, I'm happy where I'm at. When you were younger in the day, were you stronger? Was your upper body or your lower body more strong or stronger? My Cause, upper body. Because you were a wrestler. I Is, was a wrestler. We did all kind of labor. We did roofing, everything that in involve lifting and carrying heavy objects. But to have strong legs in wrestling is a huge benefit Absolutely. and advantage. And well, why didn't you work on them? Why didn't you weight lift more and, and squat? It, it just something, Instead you know, of chasing little ducklings, little colored ducklings and throwing them in the it toilet. It is just something that I didn't enjoy doing. I didn't enjoy Nobody enjoys weight. it. You gotta do it. Well, if I knew what I knew now, you're right, I'd be in that weight room every waking if I, morning. If I, if I enjoyed it. Now, that's no excuse. <laughs> I well, tell my kids that. Well, I don't feel like it. That has nothing to do with it. Well, Just go in there, force yourself to work out. When you're done, you'll be happy that you did. There you go. Half the time, nobody feels like doing it. Probably 98% of the people that lift weights, certainly grade school kids, teenagers, they don't enjoy it. Now, you broke your pelvis. I did. A month or two ago. Did your body, like the salamander, grow back another one? What happened there? Yeah, I had a fracture in my pelvis, actually in the front and in the back. Uh, so it's a you know a double fracture, but the bone did not miss a line. So it stayed a line. So the option was, do, does he go in, operate, and put a brace on it, or do we give it some time and see if it regenerates bone? Well, that's what it did. I said, I, you know, I mean, what's the advantage of getting operated on? He goes, well, maybe your pain will go away a little bit less. I said, no, 
that I'll deal with the pain. I don't want an operation if I, you know. So the body healed itself. Absolutely. And you're basically good as new or good as good as, as you can be at 63. Exactly. Yep. So the doctor, did he want to operate, though? Uh, did he pressure you? No, he did not. No, he did not. He uh, He's the one that, you know, we don't always operate, it, operate on this type of breakage. Um, so it's really up to you. I said, no, then, if, you know. There's no guarantees here that it's going to be any better if we operate versus not operating. So I don't want to get cut open if I don't have to. And and again, the body <clears throat> heals itself. And in the Bible throughout, it says God and Jesus are our healer. And that healing can cover the gambit of mental anguish, healing, and physical, emotional, even financial. But when you're hurt in some way, from small to large, you need to pray to ask to be healed by God, because we ignore that. We don't think it's powerful to do that and to pray and to ask in that way. But the bottom line is when you're hurt, pray to God to heal you. I, I, I guess I agree. I don't do that, but I'll tell you what we do do. Do do. But uh, I have a nephew that's going through. What are you, through, Beavis and Budhead? How about it, right? Do do. <laughs> I, have a nephew, I have a nephew that's going through a lot right now, and... I'll, we'll get a text from my sister. Please pray for Luke, and uh, and it appears to help because every time you know the mass message goes out, you got our prayers. We say our prayers. The kid makes a rebound. Prayer is our strongest weapon. It just is. Uh, you're talking about your broken uh, pelvis and, yeah. and the doctor. Uh, suggesting, if not pushing, an operation. I remember I broke my hand once, and the doctor comes in, and he looked like Richard Gere. And right off the bat, I told him, I said, you know, you look like Richard Gere. He didn't give me nothing. He didn't say thank you. He didn't even acknowledge me. Who does he think he is? How about it? Oh, he's too above above getting a compliment from the lowly? (laughs) How dare he? Pain in my butt. So right away, I knew I was going to have a problem with this Richard Gere character. He really did look like him. He's a good-looking guy, but he probably got it all his life and thought he was way too good for me to acknowledge it. But anyway, he was pushing getting a screw in my hand. Oh, yeah, what we'll do is we'll open this up and we'll yank this screw and maybe put another one here. Who knows, maybe even a plate. And I'm thinking, and I told him, I said, what are you talking about? I'm not doing any of that. What are you, nuts? Where was it broken? Alongside the my hand, not on the thumb side, oh, but okay. the pinky. Okay. All right? Was it aligned? I don't know what it was, but oh. it was fractured, broke, you know, so choose he your wanted, own words. Yeah, sounded to me he wanted to operate. Exactly. So I said, no, I'm just going to let it heal. So they wrapped me up in some some. Oh, I got recast. another one for you on that, talking about breaks. I broke my pinky once. See my pinky? I can't straighten it out. You're so proud of that. Yeah, like, but this pinky's even worse. I just went through a procedure. Look how straight it's that so is. It's so crooked. Can you excuse me while I go to the bathroom and puke? That is not crooked. That's pretty straight. That was down all the way like this. Like it just, uh, it's a. Well, why don't you tape that one up so it looks straight, so you don't have to gross I the rest of us out? Can't straighten it up. Oh, I'll straighten it. Give me a hammer. Yeah, you're my friend. Thanks, pal. So this um, pelvis thing, how yes. painful. Was it? Did it come and go, or was it constant, and for how long? I was probably in my chair for eight weeks, only getting out to uh, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. Uh, so the doctor said, the sooner, you know, the more you can stay on, you know, off your feet, 
the quicker you will recover. Did so the that's doctor? What I did. Go ahead. Six weeks, I, I, you know, the pain started to cease. When I first broke it, I couldn't put any weight on my right leg at all. And thank God my wife was home. She waited on me hand and foot. She couldn't, thought she was going to kick me out to the curb a couple times. Now, did the doctor attempt to give you opioids like Oxycontin, or I guess they call it now they, Oxycodine? Isn't yes. it the same thing? Oxy, yeah, Oxycodine. Uh, they did. They, they gave me a prescription. I filled it up, uh, brought it home. And I took Tylenol, first of all, to ease the pain at work. And then I took the Oxycontin because I know myself, I don't want to get hooked on this stuff. I dumped them down the sink. Good. Yep. We all should do that. So you got a little pain. You can take it. Do you have a high tolerance for pain, by I, the way? I think I do. You know, I, I'm 20 years ago, I had a major leg injury that's very painful. Uh, I'm always breaking a bone here and there. Very painful. So, yeah, I think my tolerance is pretty high. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have a high tolerance for your wife's complaining and criticizing? Uh, uh, how's your tolerance she, in that area? Is she paying attention? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, you told me you had to sleep upright in a chair. Didn't you just say that? Yes. Uh, upright in a chair. Recliner. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, you know, that's that's when you can tell you're getting old, when you're able to go to sleep in a chair, even without the injury. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, I didn't have For any For eight options. hours straight? Pretty much. Propped Pretty up much. with about 50 pillows or something. It was a recliner, yeah. It was a recliner, and like I said, my right leg, I couldn't even lift to get it into bed. So the easiest thing for me to do is sit in a chair, get the foot, you know, rest, Crank that up, a little bit of pain, but once I was up there, I was fine, and I just stayed like that all night. You probably got so used to it, you couldn't sleep in the bed when it was time and when you were okay to go to do so. Absolutely, because as soon as I close to the mic, as yeah. soon as I as soon as I try to move in bed, I would bring on pain. So at least in the chair, you stay one way. You know, you're not moving. Do you miss your chair? No, <laughs> I like my bed. So your wife was the nurse yes. for all that time that you were incapacitated, waiting on you hand and foot. Would you have done the same for her? Absolutely. That's uh, the way I, I am. I don't know if I yep. believe you. I, well, you never saw me in action, so. But she was there. Every, anything you need. Anything I need. She'd run to the store. She'd do this and that. You yep. know what that reminds me of? Do you ever see the Honeymooners when Ralph got a maid and he had this little bell and every time... <laughs> Ralph wanted her to come and running. He would ring this little bell expecting yep. her to run, and she yep. would just look at him like, you want me to shove that bell somewhere? Yep. Hilarious. Yep. You remember oh, that? Great Did show. you have a bell? Ab no, no. Well, she works right out in the kitchen. I'm in the family room, so she was in screaming distance. Now, there was no insertion of the catheter was there, and no. if so, I don't want to hear about it. No, no, no. I was able to make it to the bathroom. I had a, a walker. And I was able to get up and get into the bathroom. You, ha you haven't lived until you had a catheter in your member. I've had it for many, many months, actually, when I had my leg injury. All right. I'm not interested not at fun. all. I don't want to hear about that there at you go. all. Funny about that, too. Did you do it or your wife? No, I was in a hospital. Oh. 
But uh, wasn't that uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable. Plum, you know, but it was probably a female nurse handling your injury, business. I didn't have to. I didn't have to get out of bed to go to the bathroom. You know, it just goes right into. But the nurses see those members. They must see them like fifty a day. Absolutely. I it's mean, it's nothing to them. It's like no. you bird watching. Check you've, it out the door. Yeah. You've seen all these birds. Nothing it doesn't. Nothing phases you anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, Here's the funny story about that, though. I get the catheter in. I finally got the okay to get it removed. And I have this rookie nurse trying to remove oh, it. Oh, man, I'm cringing. And my my mom, is right, who's an RN, is right next to I said, Mom, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. And she, uh, I said, Mom, you do it. Please, you do uh, it. I wouldn't want the my nurse, mom. The nurse stepped away. When you're in enough pain, you'll All want right, your mom. All right, if you say so. The nurse stepped away, and my mom took it out. Didn't I say I didn't want to hear about this decatheter no, thing just, or catheter? I'm just being honest. Uh, honest Bill, they call me. Yo! I mean, people that had this catheter thing, you guys must be laughing hysterically. Well, yeah, it's not fun, but it suits its purpose, you know? I mean, they, they're ripping things. They could be too harsh and cut Please. off a vein or puncture a, mem- you, uh, a membrane or... Do you have another topic you want to go to? Ah, My help. God. I always thought that word catheter was decatheter. For some reason, I thought there was a D-E, decatheter, like decaf coffee. Yeah, yeah, no. What not, do you prefer, no. decaf coffee or a decatheter? <laughs> Neither one. Or both. <laughs> Neither one. Uh, nasty! <laughs> Why don't we ever celebrate Jesus with a parade instead of all the others, like Halloween or St. Patrick's? I don't even know the guy. And what's worse is that the parades march right past my house. Hundreds of onlookers don't listen, so I have to yell, Get off my lawn! Jesus is who we worship and glorify. He is the only one we should be exalting. He is the King of Kings we need to stop each day and recognize. Just like I recognize my wife. Martha! Martha! Where are you? We're putting up an electric fence this year. And you know why? So paraders can get off my lawn and get on the phone to call Robert of Don't Bring Up God on WAEB 790 AM. Sunday mornings, 8 to 9. Call 610-720-7900. Get on the phone. Hey, don't listen to that old man. No calls today. Don't listen to him. That cranky old geezer. If I surveyed all the good things that come to me from above, if I count all the blessings from the storehouse of love, I'd simply ask for a favor of him beyond mortal king. And I'm sure that he'd grant it again I want to stroll over heaven Yeah, yeah, good reminder for all of us Beautiful heaven, all the angels and stuff, all the magnificence Talking to Bill here with, with his cracked pelvis or broken pelvis, whatever it was His wife was sort of like an angel Little guardian angel to you, right? Helping yeah, you like the way the way she did. She helped me through it. And angels, as we know, they are administering spirits to all of us. Uh, they're here to help, with, even though we don't know. And it's nice to know, William, that someone is there to help you in the type of situations that you described. I agree, absolutely. It's always nice to have people around you. 
no and matter some, what it is. And some people don't. Some people are on their own. I, uh, I know that, and uh, I pity those type of people. God forbid something happens, you need help, what do you do? All right, number one, pity them, feel sorry for them, and have mercy or, you know, compassionate for them. Number two, don't forget the number two, pray for them. Absolutely. St- strongest weapon that we got. Now, if I broke my leg, Bill, yes. could I count on you to wait on me? Hand and foot. I believe you're married, and that doesn't matter. Oh, what yes, if I it needed does. your help? What if my wife was going away for a day or two? Would you? Can I count on you? Would you be there? I would be there because that's the type yeah, of person I am. Yeah, you'd be I there, am. all right. I would be there. I wouldn't like it, but I would be there. Now, when you were home for all that time with your broken pelvis, did yeah. you did you drive your wife crazy? I tried not to, but I'm I'm sure I did. You know, can I get something to eat? Can I get a drink? Can I get it? I need some more Tylenol. That and so yeah, it was pretty. She's She's good sport. Well, good for her. I yep. mean, maybe maybe she was she was really out of her mind with you, but maybe she didn't show it. She just took it and felt, "Hey, that's my job as a wife." My wife doesn't Because you're no <laughs> She's pic- not <laughs> Because you're no picnic when you're healthy, Bill. I'll tell you right now. My wife doesn't hide anything. She lets it go. She lets it go. She'll tell you exactly what she's thinking. So I think I wasn't too much of a pain. Did you thank her? Uh, I think you owe her big time. What, uh, I know, I thought, I think I thanked her every time she did something for me. Thank you, honey. Thank you for that cup of coffee. And so, what yeah. words do you use besides honey? Is it just honey all the time? That's, yeah. All right. Or thank you, maybe no honey. Does she have a pet name for you? What does she call you? I can't say that on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Did you ever think of may- maybe uh, faking the pain for an extra week to get the extra treatment, a special treatment and care from your wife? Or maybe no. another week? No. Extend it a little bit? No, I was, I was like a bull in a china shop. I, it was tough enough for me to sit there. I want to do for myself. And once I could stand and start walking around, that's where I wanted to be. So. so you were basically a prisoner in your own house. Absolutely. Not being able to go anywhere. Absolutely. Not being able to do anything. Now, I see you being able to do that a lot easier than me. Because what? I'm not oh, I'm being a, a prisoner. I'm a homebody. Oh, you're yeah, a homebody. Yeah, I don't need to time. go anywhere. You're sitting down at the desk, whatever. Oh, I yeah. need to be doing things. Yeah. Because So you, more than I, would have, you felt like a, a trapped rat. Absolutely. Going Absolutely. nutsy. Yep. But we made it through. Well, with all the free time that you did have in your chair and whatever you weren't doing until it healed, waiting for your pelvis to heal, you know, you could have been spending some time listening to my Don't Bring Up God podcast. Well, now, yeah, and I it's know only you an hour. Do that. It's only an hour, so did I Did it mean, ever occur to you? I got a hundred on the, I got a hundred uh, shows on that thing. That could last you, that would have lasted you the whole week and then repeat them. That would have made the time go faster. But you got to remember, I told you, I threw the opiates down the sink. If I listen to 100 (laughs) shows a year, I'm going to need something. (laughs) You're a funny guy. (laughs) Do you mean that? Am I that bad? No. All right. It's entertaining. You're just being nice to me. I can tell. Here you go. Same thing my wife does. Here you go. All right. Whatever. I appreciate your honesty. You do seem very honest. I think I am. Are you honest with your kids and, and everybody you meet? Absolutely. Are you honest with the board guy? What do you think of the board guy? Be honest. Uh, I don't really give know. Me an, give me an assessment. I, I don't have one. You've I, been I'm here not... three weeks or three times right. at least. He doesn't, your, bother you, he doesn't bother you, allows you to do what you want to do, so I think he's doing his job. Has he said two words to you in those three times you were here? Well, you, didn't, you don't notice, but when he answered the door, he goes, please help me. So, <laughs> 
I knew he was in with you alone. So. And that's the only way he'll talk is if it's disparaging on me. There you go. Go figure. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Mine or his? Uh, I'm just saying things the way I see them, you know? All right. All right, so you're going down to your... Uh, is it your son or daughter with the kids? My sons. Okay, were your going son. Down. You're going yes. down for Easter yep. because your beautiful grandchild requested you to go and paint eggs with her, and you said you couldn't say no. You said I'll be there. Absolutely. So you're taking a flight. Flights are. They used to be like two hundred dollars round trip. They're a little more expensive. Everything is outrageous, but my wife will shop. Once we yeah. once we got the call some month and a half ago, we got to be there to color eggs. She goes on and. She knows for a fact that flights drop in value once a week. Now, you got to be online that week to get the lowest There is price. a strategy. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are you now, paying, if I may ask? Because I, I have like, no idea. She booked it. I, don't I heard know. it was like 500 bucks for no, a round trip No, now. no, no. I think Not it, that high? No, two, 218 right. round trip. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I got questions for you to end up this show that went lightning quick. Uh, number one. Are you going to teach your grandchildren about God? Um, I will have some sort of influence at some point. Uh, you know, with our kids, as they're having grandchildren, we want to make sure they got baptized. I mean, they were, thank God my kids were thinking about it, and they made those plans. But I want the kids to decide what way they go with Sunday school and God and Jesus. Uh, so your, your, your granddaughter— Go ahead. I will have influence in it, and we'll see what, you know, I don't live with them, so I don't know what mom and dad, I think I think they'll have a religious upbringing, yes. All right. So she's four years old. Yep. Um, her parents talk about, at least mention God and Jesus. Have you ever mentioned the word God or Jesus to your granddaughter? Oh, absolutely. And the other in grandparents. In How? Well, how does uh, that come up? Whatever, you know, normally around Christmas or Easter, um... Or if something, you know, uh, something comes up, let's pray, you know. We'll, oh, you we'll will pray. do that? Oh, uh, for whatever reason. I mean, we all have hardships in our, our lives, and uh, all my family has had them. And um, so, yeah, the topic does come up. So it sounds to me that you don't have to ask for permission from your kids to talk about God to their kids, to Absolutely. your grandkids. No, I would not. Nope. Because, I probably should, but I won't. Okay. But see, but some kids or some uh, kids. Some parents. Or, yeah. You know, your right. kids. They may not want the grandparents involved. Stick your yep. nose out of it. I don't yep. want you talking about them with God and Jesus. Let them figure it out on their own when they're 20. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I imagine there's a lot of that out there. What do you think about that, though? Is uh, that a good strategy? I have a problem with it. No, I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. And if you well, what about like those it. parents that say, wait till they're 20 to even bring it up? I think it's too late. I, I think you got to put it in the mind of your children earlier than that. And I don't know what, you know, we, we got it from day one at Sunday school when I was five years old, Sunday school, through eighth grade. So that's eight years of Sunday school, then catechetical class, and then church. The My, Bible clearly says... Speak the word of God to your children as early as possible. Well, uh, there you go. I didn't know that, but I agree with that. Um, you know, I think it's important to do it when they're very young. Otherwise, they're in 20 and... Forget it. They're so far gone at that time. Yep, yep. They're too busy into their own life, whatever that may be, to take a Sunday morning off and go to church and find out a little religion. 
Have you ever read children's Bible stories to your grandkids? No. Oh, here's something I wanted to ask you. I want to get a Bible, but one that I can understand. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't I can't read the, is it the King James Bible? Thee and thou oh, and all this. Oh, my God. Stuff. I mean, who speaks like that? No, I agree 100%. I've said They've it a million times. They've got to make times. it easier, and it would be easier, I think, to to give, to, you know, to have the kids get into. We'd meet, we read bedtime stories to our kids every night, our grandkids. Why not read a chapter from the Bible? Well, people do. I mean, you can get these books. They're out there. Yeah. But they're like lawyers. I mean, at least years ago, I don't think the churches, I mean, the Catholic Church pro- prohibited people from owning a Bible, let alone reading it. It's like a mechanic. They don't want you to know about your car. Don't look at the, don't look at the manual. And same with religions. Don't look at the manual. Don't look at the Bible. We'll tell you what God wants you to do. So Yeah, so they're trying to brainwash you exactly. into their way of thinking. Egg, there you go. That's why I'm Lutheran. We bolted that Catholic religion. So. There you go. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been talking like this forever. And I'm not just pointing one Catholic church faith you know, no. to jump on. No, I get it. There's plenty of them. And you Absolutely. just and you summed it up yep. for control. Yep. yep. That, that is so despicable. I think they even killed people that had a Bible. Is that right? And a lot of them couldn't even read to begin with either. I mean, that's, wow. how disgusting can, can it get? Yeah, I don't think it can get any worse than that. Uh, insane. All right. How important is it for these young kids to learn at an early age? And I just brought that up to know who Jesus is, what he said and what he did. Um, I guess we talked about that a little bit. Uh, We should give them the word of God and talk about spiritual side, develop the spiritual side as early as possible. Absolutely. I agree with that. Because they're going to need it. And, but you need to be able to talk to them as grandpa to grandson, as grandpa to granddaughter. Um, Break it down to terms that they'll understand i'm not going to read thou shalt not they're going to say what's that pop you know but have a discussion about it absolutely do it young absolutely it has to be relatable yeah and relate it make it to the topic but put it in layman's terms you know what i mean so it'll make sense to the to the there child. are bibles out there uh well, that, i, I that, didn't know i know anything about that but that's yeah, good. there used that's to be good. bible stores they all disappeared but yeah. i think even at barnes and nobles and those bigger stores I think you can uh, search a little bit and find them. But they definitely have the children's books that I think we should all uh, yeah, utilize. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to at least read one and form my own opinion about it anyways. Here's a last question. Go ahead. How much do you enjoy and love your grandkids? Um, I'm all about family, and I didn't know how much, you know, I just assumed I would love them. And I, I love them with all my heart, as I do everybody in my family. Very nice. And I'm going to remind you and everybody else, if you want to listen, if you're wherever you are, all you need is your phone. And I know you got phones. All right. As long as you got a phone, you can listen to the live show on WAEB 790 AM live over your phone. You do know that, right? I'm hoping most of you do by now. All you got to do is search WAEB listen live. That's it. WAEB listen live. And it will get you there where you need to go to listen. Hey, William, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Very enjoyed live myself. and humorous. What was that? I said thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. You want to say bye to the board guy? Bye, board guy. <laughs> All roads lead back to God. I think I think five times and I get to know your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is his name, board guy. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. In no second ride, you